0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, hey. ESPN Radio. Why'd you look at lips like that? <laughs> 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 hey, you
1: doing hey, that guys. old man
0: dance cue where your back be hurt? Like,
2: oh. No, man, what you mean? Old oh, man, come on, man. Come on, man. Hey, damn 888
0: say espn is if i you 55. Is an indication that, in fact, <laughs> he's going to take over the NFL if he beats now? Mahomes and wins the Super Bowl. Is an indication that he has taken over this show? We have a million topics to get to. We've been mostly talking about Joe Burrow. People want to talk about him. But let me, we are look, going let to me see, Jay. Let me look, let me look, look under your nostrils. Anything, there you yeah, go. What? You talk to Sal Palantonio. Nose.
2: Your it's nose really so tight. wide you can stick a grape up on him. ESPN
0: knows. NFL reporter. <laughs> go ahead, Max. You it's can laugh. Really skinny though, like Host really... of NFL matchup. I mean, I'm trying yeah, to get to go this go all of a sudden. Your nose so get wide you can Jackson stick a grape, grape. up.
3: <laughs> yes, yes, Max. I heard Keith say it the first time. Well, I mean, I just, <laughs> I'm just trying <laughs> to get to Sal dude, Pal. That was the dude wants to tell the joke over in the bus, you know I
0: Did you hear what Keith said? I'm trying to get to Sal Pal, and all of a sudden, that's what I hear. Here, Here's
2: how you get to Sal. 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 How you doing, man? You think Joe,
0: Jay's nose is white? No, no. <laughs> uh, see Key they claims, do me, Sal? claims a grape. It could be a fruit that's even bigger. What do you think? All right. Sal, <laughs> tell
4: I'm, I'm not going there. I love my man Jay now. Come on now. I appreciate you, Sal. No way.
0: <laughs> yeah. I got the biggest nose on the show. Okay, yeah, that's, I do know what I'm talking about. Uh, how's Jalen Hurts'
4: shoulder, Sal? You know, I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. You know, I I texted Howie Roseman last night at the Eagles GM to congratulate him on winning Executive of the Year, Max. And he texted me back and he said, "Uh, thank you, but it's all about Sunday. Uh, This is a great opportunity for all of us. And then he had three emojis, three pray emojis. And that was telling in two ways. One, it's, it's a real indication of just how together this organization is. And it's about one goal, which is what you want to see. But also, there is a little anxiety going into this game. Not because of Jalen Hurts' shoulder, but because the Niners are totally for real. This is the best team that the Eagles will have faced. This is the best defense that they will have faced all year, only giving up 16 points a game. That's best in the National Football League. So you hit the nail right on the head, Max. It's all about Jalen Hurts. Can he sustain himself in a game where the defense is the most ferocious that they have faced all season?
2: Sal, when you look at the 49ers and Brock Purdy and you look at the explosive offense of Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles, If they got up by double-digit score, Mm -hmm. what's the mindset of the Eagles on the defensive side of the ball going after Purdy?
4: Well, you hit the nail on the head, Key, because the Eagles are built to play from the front. Their defense is built to play with a lead. And the San Francisco 49ers' offense is not built to play from behind. Because, you know, their whole offense is play action, right? Run action, boot action. They, they want to make the defense at least respect the running game. But if you're down two scores, the scenario you just painted, that means Brock Purdy's got to drop back the pass. And all you got to do is look at what happened in the game against Dallas last week. The Niners couldn't hold up on their pass block. The 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 Cowboys were all over the Niners' offensive line, and they really won the day. And if I think if Dak Prescott doesn't throw those two picks, I think the Cowboys have a legitimate shot to come out of that game and win because of the way the defensive line just dominated the Niners' offensive line. And I'm here to tell you, Dallas is good. The Eagles are better. I think Hassan Reddick. Should have been in the Defensive Player of the Year Mm -hmm. category, or at least mentioned for sure, 17.5 sacks. Nick Bosa has 18.5. Hassan Redick has 17.5. And And when you look at him right now, the way he is playing, his speed to power, his first step, super explosive. And I I tell you, you don't want to play from behind, Key, when you're playing the Philadelphia Eagles. So you're absolutely correct.
3: Sal, I, I, you know, we've been having a lot of conversations, obviously centered around quarterbacks over the last several days, and uh, there's no doubt to the legacy that has been put in place for Patrick Mahomes. I think he's the best in the game right now, and Joe Burrow is clearly on his way. If he can beat Patrick Mahomes undefeated, getting to another Super Bowl and let him win the Super Bowl, he will be kind of bolstered into that category. of Is he the best in the game right now? Brock Purdy, obviously, third string Quarterback, last pick in the draft. You know, it's the Disney-like story. If he's able to win it, but doesn't it feel like Jalen Hurts is like underappreciated? Like it's almost the way I feel about Philly sports. It's like Joel Embiid is literally not going to be a star in the All-Star game. And I'm like, well, how is that even possible? This dude should be one of the. He's the leading candidate for the MVP. It just feels like Philly sports. It, it feels like it gets glossed over a little bit. Is that how it feels in the city of Philly?
4: Without a doubt. It's always felt that way. I've been covering this town for 30 years as a sports person and, and 10 years as a political writer. And, you know, it's squeezed between New York and Washington. It's always felt that way <laughs> ever since they moved the United States Capitol out of Philadelphia. So, you know, way back in the day in 1798, and then they closed down the U.S. Bank in 1830 in Philadelphia So the, and, and moved the finances to New York. The Phillies always felt like it was the underdog city on the Eastern Seaboard, no question about it. So, with respect to what's happening right now, I don't understand why you would want to underappreciate or underrate Jalen Hurts. What he's accomplished this year, in my view, is unprecedented. The team had the best record in the league for most of the year. They had the most points scored per game for most of the year. The guy played at a CEO-slash-MVP level. He's carrying the team in terms of the attitude, the grinded attitude. I and, and I love the way he spreads the love around the football team, too. I mean, everything about this team, in many ways, is different from every other Eagles team, championship-level Eagles team that I've faced. And the reason is because of Jalen Hurts because of number one. And in my view, he's the MVP of the league for that very reason. He's only lost one game. Jay, he's lost one One game. game all year, a game in which they couldn't stop the run, Monday Night Football at Washington. He's won every other game. What more proof do you need? By the way, my wife is listening right now, and she loves when you call me Uncle Sal, so you have to <laughs> I mean, you are Uncle Sal. It's the best name in all sports.
2: <laughs> hey, Sal, so everything you just said, I'm going to add a little more to it, and I, I, and I know you know the Eagles organization. You know how he roasts me. You kind of know how they think, right? You're, you're the guy that I can say, hey, what are they thinking? And you can give me an answer because you know. So Joe Burrow has accomplished a lot in a short period of time. Josh Allen's accomplished a lot in a short period of time. Lamar Jackson, a lot in a short period of time. Kyler Murray, not so much in a short period of time. Jalen Hurts, a lot in two seasons as a full time starter. Two playoff appearances, obviously. Now he has his team in the NFC Championship game in his second year as a full time starter. Where are the minds? Where where are the minds right now in the front office? in terms of his future contract, things of that nature that they are going to probably have to address before the start of
4: next season? I don't think they're thinking about it, honestly. I just don't. But let's fast forward. Since you hit the fast forward button, let's fast forward. And just, you know, for argument's sake, they win on Sunday. They win Super Bowl 57. Okay, so money's not going to matter at that point. At that point, you're just putting up a statue at the art museum right next to the Rocky statue, and it's going to be a Jalen Hurts statue. That's first thing you're going to do, because he's going to be totally celebrated. And then they're going to have to get out the checkbook. And in my view, knowing the landscape and knowing what quarterbacks are getting paid and how much guaranteed money they want, I think he's worth fifty million a year for 5 years minimum 250 million guaranteed. I think that's where the bidding starts or the negotiations start. And this team is always taking care of its quarterbacks. They paid Donovan McNabb over 100 million. They paid Michael Vick over 100 million. Key, they paid Carson Wentz over 100 million. They're going to take care of Jalen Hurts. If we'll you give Carson Wentz 100 million, you got to give
0: Hurts a billion dollars. I mean, what- it's yeah, really right. they take care of their quarterback. Even, and
4: even and Max, even if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, I still think he's the quarterback of the future, oh, and clearly, he's going to get paid.
0: Clearly, he's great. He throws dimes down the field, even when he can't run. Uh, Sal, uh, you're going to be inducted into the Museum uh, uh, Hall of Fame at Mount Laurel uh, event you, uh, to the, to the uh, All Sports Museum of Southern New Jersey Hall of Fame. Um, it's going to the, the induction is going to be held on Saturday. March 11th. I imagine this is a great honor and a great uh, feeling to be a Hall of Famer, Sal.
4: Well, you know, I'm humbled by it. Honestly, you know, it's uh, it's just a great honor. Uh, my wife and I moved down here. I'm actually at NFL Films in Mount Laurel right now, getting ready to tape the matchup show. We moved down here 38 years ago. We raised our family here, raised our daughters here, and to be recognized by your friends and neighbors. It's pretty cool. It really is. You know, Uncle Sal, keep
3: in Jersey, and I love the way you represent yourself, man. I know Max likes to poo-poo in Jersey, but, you know.
0: What are you talking about? about? <laughs> because you're a New York guy. You
3: take any chance to poo-poo First of all, in our I state. I never
0: say that about Jersey you do it all or the time. Philly. I think they're wonderful <laughs> suburbs of New York. See? And See they are. They're <laughs> great places, a good what? quality of life. You can work in the city and so still have respectful. a nice place to live so in Philly or, or New Jersey. Sal Palantonio. Congrats, ladies Uncle Sal. And gentlemen. Uh, how hey, Football Explains America, everybody. You see, when he starts bringing up how the Bank of America leaves and the capital left, and he's explaining to you the roots in the history, read How Football Explains America by Sal Palantonio. Thanks, Sal Pal. Congratulations, thanks. Sal.
4: Th- thanks, Key. I'll talk to you later, Max, on This Just Then. Looking forward to it. That's
0: right. No, you're not looking hit forward show, to Sal it. It's a hit show, Sal Palantonio. Because we have these <laughs> kind of guests like Sal Pal. It's a hit show. 2 p.m. Eastern, ESPN. Handsome. Yeah, hey,
2: Jay, how come you haven't been on yet?
0: Uh, Max hasn't asked me. I've asked. I've, you both have open invitations, and you both have. Uh, you, too have much not, you have not asked me in the past year.
3: Yeah, I'm taking a nap. Damn
0: I in the one show, time huh? asked Jay. One time. You said you were going to do it by time, remote, and then you canceled.
3: And <laughs> you canceled. That was a year and a half ago. You canceled. It was a year and a half ago. I Jay, got
0: Jay, the hint. Jay, we Jay canceled.
3: Child. Look, Jay. We had another. Jay. You mean Jay canceled? We had another child.
0: It
2: was shocking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to go say. I'm going to book him. He's like, we're pregnant again. I can't. do nothing. It right. happens. I, I canceled. Shocking. <laughs> has Patrick Mahomes has he has he quieted the fears about his ankle heading into this game? The odds for the game, the betters has something to say about that. Keyshawn J. Willamax, ESPN Radio.
5: Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out electric e bikes today. The number one selling e bike in America. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done,
6: Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. G-Shawn J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
0: G-Shawn J. Will, and Max, coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. So, guys, look, I'm with the betters on this one, actually. As much as we're talking about Joe Burrow, and you know that's my dude. Told everybody, It's Mahomes, then Burrow, right? He was my number two pick over Rodgers, Josh Allen. Everyone looked at me sideways, better than Josh Allen. Yep, rather have Burrow, the whole thing. But the fact is, I'm with the betters. At first, I'm like, you know what? The Chiefs are just due to win. They're not going to lose every game, and they're at home. They should maybe nip them by a field goal. And that was more or less the odds. Then with the high ankle sprain, the money shifted. And I assumed it was the general public that was shifting, guys. But in fact... It was the Sharps. It was the respected money betters that had shifted the odds. But now it's back to the Chiefs. Oh, we got Willie Rofon right now? Yeah, big wheel, Former man. Chiefs Come on, and Saints huh? left tackle, Pro <laughs> Football Hall of Famers ready? Big 11-time wheel. 11-time Pro Bowler, but I never look at the Pro Bowls. I look at the six first-team All-Pro selections. Willie, how concerned are you about Mahomes' ankle? How you doing, Willie? You doing all right? <laughs> I'm doing
3: good man, yeah, how's everything going? That's a good way to kick it off. Yeah, man, we're
0: doing
6: good. I, I, I I'll I'll be I'll be there Sunday, me and the Mizes will be there. I, you know, I'm concerned about it, but but the way I saw Mahomes moving around and the way he's looked, you know, it, it doesn't I don't I don't think it's gonna be as big a factor as people think think it is. I think he will run a little bit. I think he'll stay in the pocket, but uh I I'm not as concerned about Mahomes as I was after that game.
2: When you look at the situation, Willie, you you obviously protect the quarterbacks your entire career. How important is it, though, to make sure that he's upright at all times and not being harassed by Cincinnati's defensive front?
6: It's going to be real important, and and you know, especially in, I, I say in, in the in the guys in the middle, key the the the, the center and the two guards, because because I I talked to Trey. Uh you know they you know what they like to do on Brown Brown's a big old guy, man, so they're gonna wanna try they try to go around and loop him. They're not gonna be able to run over him, and he's got good feet. but I think in the middle you when, when you gotta let Mahone step up in the pocket and plant and and do what he needs to do, you know they're probably gonna roll the pocket a little bit some, but I think those guy, guys in the middle have to do a real good job protecting him 'cause them big those other guys are gonna try to get outside. And run around and, and get a chance to get, catch him on the backside. So you got to you got to protect, especially in, inside out with that line.
3: Willie, uh, I, I'm curious your opinion on whether you think this is bulletin board material, material, or if you think it's nothing. So uh, Willie Gay yesterday was talking about the Bengals' offense to the media, and literally got asked the question. You know, what do you think about their offense? And he said, you know, like Coach Reed said, we don't we don't do no talking, right? And then he got asked again about it. And what impresses you about it? He says nothing, nothing impresses. I'm like, so you just talked about it, even though you said Coach Reed said we don't do no talking. Do you see any of that that could be used as motivation, or does that put any extra pressure on Kansas City's defense? Considering you say things like that, or no?
6: Nah, you know, no, nah, you know what, you know what, what does put pressure on? When I saw Cornhus and everybody, everybody's talking about them head t-shirts they're talking about they're making, and I'll tell you this. If if they find a way to beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead, they probably will be making some browhead T-shirts next year. But we're not gonna let that happen. I think the key for them to the key for them is is mixing. You got you got you got to pick your poison, especially with those backup linemen in the game. You can't for for a lineman. We want a balanced attack. We want to be able to run it, pass it, and keep the defense on the heels. They gotta slow Mixon down. Mixon's done a great job of catching balls out the backfield as well. They had 60 receptions last year. But you slow Mixon down, you gotta make them one dimensional. And is gonna have to draw it up. And get after those guys. You got Chris Jones, who's an all-pro, but but we got to have a Frank Clark sighting, guys. Frank Clark's got to step up in this game. We got to put some pressure on Burrow, but if we slow Mixon down and the Chiefs can control the, the running game, you know there's running back by committee because Hailaire's out. They got Machado, they got McKinnon, those other guys. The Chiefs need to establish the run, keep Burrow off the field, and control the tempo of this game.
2: Willie Rowe, former Chiefs and Saints, left tackle, Pro Football Hall of Fame, 11-time Pro Bowler, 6-time All-Pro. I think I played in a couple Pro Bowls with big Willie Rowe, and I watched him play my entire career. What a beast. So, Willie, when you look at Joe Burrow in that offensive passing game that unleashed in three games, two in the regular season, one in the postseason against the Kansas City Chiefs, J- Jamar Chase and T. Higgins baptized them over that course of time. How can they slow those guys down? On the defensive side in that
6: secondary, Ooh. Uh, that's a good that's a good question, man. And you remember Chase had that game with a Canep Ward when they went up there a few years ago to set the rookie record. I mean, those guys are tough, and the other little receiver they have, they're, they're tough to deal with like you said to slow them down they got to put pressure on the quarterback you got to move Burrow off his spot and you got to make him one dimensional you can expect you he's been a great D coordinator even when he was back with the Giants blitz packages you know not allowing them to run the ball but you got to put pressure on them but it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough job slowing Burrow down and slowing those receivers down all game but that's going to be how 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 well they hold up I look forward to watching Snead, another La Tech product, go out there and have a good game. in that secondary, they got their work cut out for them against those receivers, though.
0: Willie Rolfe on Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Willie, we've been talking a lot about Joe Burrow today and whether or not mm-hmm. he will be the face of the NFL should he win the Super Bowl. Because that would mean he'd have to pop Patrick Mahomes – on the road again in the AFC Championship game, go four and zero against Mahomes in his career, and then win the Super Bowl against one of the two best defenses in the world. After winning the national title, after doing everything he's done, beating Jalen Hurts in the in college, seven touchdowns and four hundred yards in the first half, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we've been debating it on the show because there is a feeling that like Key is talking about how it takes a while for the league and for the public to catch up and maybe Joe Burrow doesn't have the appeal of some of the other quarterbacks etc. Although it it feels to me that people want to talk about him. Where are you on that? Should Joe Burrow win the Super Bowl?
6: If Joe Burrow won won the Super Bowl this year? Yep. I I would agree. If If he can beat Mahomes four in a row, regardless of the ankle, if he can beat Mahomes four in a row, who Mahomes is has been the man in the NFL quarterback for the last four or five years. It's been the Mahomes show. If he knocks off Mahomes four in a row and they won the Super Bowl this year, uh, I agree. I, I, Burrow would be the man in the league. He would be, you know, Josh Allen hasn't been able to do it in the postseason. He's done it. Herbert Herb, hasn't hadn't done it in the postseason. I think you've got the kid Trevor Lawrence This. this this up and coming, but if it you know you, Lamar Jackson's always in the mix, but if Burrow was able to pull it off and win the Super Bowl this year, he would he would be trying to take the mantle from from Patrick Mahomes, who's who's only won one, but five five straight AFC Championship guys. You got to remember five straight, and they, Mahomes. I think the pressure's more on Mahomes than it is Burrow. Mahomes needs to win this game. <clears throat> you know Max and
2: Jay.
0: Yeah.
6: Willie Rove is so big.
2: Like really huge as a big tackle. One day I walked in the gym. We were working out and went to work out. I walked in the gym. It looked like he was running on two treadmills. He was so big. Uh, it, it, was he, he, was, he oh my God. I he
4: mean, was treadmills so wide. did it take to contagion. that? I, I was sitting, sitting there saying, Remember man. that, Willie?
2: I was like,
6: yeah,
4: yeah, I, I was like, man, who,
2: who is this dude with that big old back like that? He was he was so <laughs> wide. I was like, no wonder he was just beating up on these dudes and dominating them for so long. I was just, man, you got got to see him in person, Jay. God, you got to see him in person. Willie, always great talking to
6: you. Hey, Key, I was doing cardio yesterday. I was on the elliptical yesterday for about 30 minutes.
0: Okay. All right, baby.
6: (laughs) Yeah, Willie, always
0: great talking to you. Thanks for coming on. All right, Willie.
6: All right, thanks for having me, guys.
0: See, Key,
2: when I I see
3: pictures of this dude, that's when my ass didn't play football, man.
2: Man, you get no, no, no. Pictures don't do justice. You gotta see him, Max, in person. His back, man, his back. I'm telling you, looked like he was on two treadmills.
0: Yeah, some people are so big, you cannot believe it's real. And I'm not talking about
2: heavy, like you know, overweight, obese. I'm just talking about a big ass human being, big boned.
1: Oh, big Willie. How
0: has Vegas reacted to Mahomes' ankle injury? Uh,
7: Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast.
1: It's about Mahomes. As great as we talk about him, we cannot escape the fact that the reigning,
3: defending
1: AFC champions, a quarterback by a guy named Joe Burrow, who has beaten Patrick Mahomes every single time he's facing.
5: We know they're talented
4: in all three phases. It's the same guys playing against each other. So I'm sure both teams will have adjustments that they make. And I mean, these games have been close. So we'll just see where it goes.
0: This is Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from the seaport. Brought to you by Gray Goose. Joe Fortinball with us now. Hey, Joe. ESPN Sports betting analyst. Daily Wager. Yes, it's still on the air. Pat Costello, also co-host of Joe and Amber, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. Morning, Joe.
7: Gentlemen, good morning. It's always a pleasure. I trust you're all in fine spirits on this Friday.
0: We are in fine spirits indeed. What's the line looking like for uh, Chiefs Bengals right now? Because, you know, it's moved so much.
7: We've gone all the way back at one shop to Kansas City minus one and a half. This has been fun to follow throughout the course of the week. Last Sunday, right after the Bengals got done beating the Bills, one sports book released Cincinnati as a three-point favorite immediately, or excuse me, Kansas City is a three-point favorite, immediately took Cincinnati action all the way down to pick This was due primarily to the uncertainty regarding Patrick Mahomes' ankle and how he looked in the second half against Jacksonville. First two days of the week, Monday, Tuesday, we saw it go all the way. Cincinnati, minus two and a half. Remember, Patrick Mahomes has played 12 playoff games in his career, had never been an underdog. And then when we started to see the Zapruder film on Wednesday of Mahomes gingerly walking around, apparently people were inspired. It moved it back to Pickham, and now we sit Kansas City minus one, Kansas City minus one and a half, depending on the book. Joe, where are we putting your money at in this game? You and I. Yeah, I got to tell you, the the two games this weekend, there's not a ton of conviction. I think the prop market offers some great opportunities for the Kansas City game. I do find myself leaning the Cincinnati plus the point and a half. Um, Kansas City has had trouble defending opposing number one wide receivers all year. I think Jamar Chase is going to have a solid game. But with Mahomes, the last five seasons in Kansas City, the Chiefs have been top three in third down conversions every single year. That's due in large part to his ability to avoid the rush, to buy more time for his receivers, to get open down the field. I mean, the guy ran for three hundred and fifty-eight yards and four touchdowns this year as well. If he's limited in that capacity, it slows down that offense. And Cincinnati's already proven that even with a healthy Mahomes, they can beat him. So I find myself liking Cincy. I'm also leaning to the under here. I think the Bengal O line, which showed up well against Buffalo, the snow really helped limit the Bills pass rush. I don't think that's going to be the case here. I think both offenses are going to have more trouble than some are expecting moving the ball.
3: So, so Joe, that, that was exactly what I was going to ask. So, I mean, the it's forty seven point five, right? Like I, I would naturally assume that I would take the over here, considering the last three games these teams have played fifty one points, fifty one point sixty five, right? Yeah. Points overall. But now you're saying you rather take the under.
7: I'm looking the other way. They had 51 during the regular season. Remember, everyone was healthy. 51 in the playoff game last year, and that required overtime in order to get there. I still think this is a big number, but I don't see Cincinnati as explosive because of the issues with the O-line, and then I don't see Kansas City as explosive because of the issues with Mahomes.
3: Okay, where is the money going for the Eagles and the 49ers?
7: This one hasn't seen much action at all. Philadelphia opened 1.5. It went to 2.5 immediately, and then it sat there all week. I think some of the pros might be waiting to see if they can squeeze a three because the two and a half's juiced a little bit so if it gets the three you'll probably see some san francisco money in a hurry little bit of a tick towards the over 45 and a half moved up to 46 and a half if i'm looking at anything here i'm probably playing philadelphia you look at the niners they're fantastic i don't want to take anything away from them with this analysis but we've seen purdy on the road two times Seattle and the Raiders, both teams don't rank in the top 20 in defense. Philadelphia does. They're sixth. They're number one against the pass. It's going to be a hostile environment there. I think that means something. San Francisco, when we saw them on the bye week, it was week nine. So this is their 12th consecutive week with a game. Philadelphia, meanwhile, was rested two weeks ago. They're at home. They don't have to travel. Two teams that are going to be able to run the ball in this game, I think. So I'm playing the Eagles. I'm also looking to the under in this one as well, although there's not a ton of conviction. Any
3: prop bets we should know about?
7: A lot of prop bets. Let's go back to the AFC championship game. Jamar Chase over 82 and a half receiving yards. Like I said, Kansas city 31st in the NFL defending opposing number one wide receivers, Isaiah Pacheco under one and a half receptions and under six and a half receiving yards. He is not a factor in their passing game was targeted just one time against Jacksonville last week. Hayden Hurst, the Cincinnati tight end over three and a half receptions. The chiefs are giving up about four and a half receptions to opposing tight ends per game this season. Hurst had two catches on nine snaps against him earlier this year before he got hurt I think he's a factor in this game Joe Mixon under three and a half receptions Samaje Pirine is doing more of the work in the passing game and he's the better blocker and with the O-line banged up they need him for more snaps than Mixon so we're going under three and a half receptions there in the Niners game I would be looking to Brock Purdy over nine and a half rushing yards in that matchup Um, quarterbacks have scrambled more in the playoffs I think going against the number one pass defense in the NFL. He drops back. It's loud. Uh, you know, great coverage. He takes off running. He's had at least eight rushing yards in each playoff game so far. Philadelphia has allowed the fourth most rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks this season. They have you want a defensive prop, Trey Greenlaw over eight and a half tackles. He's averaging 8.4 on the season, but you're going against a Philadelphia team that ranks top three in rushing attempts per game. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity there for Greenlaw to rack up a ton of tackles.
0: Joe Fortenball, before we let you go, you're a betting man. We've been talking about it all morning. Would you bet one way or another? Tell me how you would bet. If Joe Burrow beats Patrick Mahomes in the AFC championship game and then wins the Super Bowl, is he the face of the NFL?
7: (laughs) I mean, we live in a very uh, recency bias-led reactionary world. So I think he's going to be – for some people it's going to be tough to rally around, I think, Cincinnati. And the face of Cincinnati is the face of the NFL since they were down for so long. But the way he's turned them around, the cigars – He's affable, the swagger. I mean, that's America, right? Walking around, smoking cigars, telling everybody you're going to get it done, not worrying about anything else. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I could absolutely see that. If he, get, if he beats Mahomes and then he takes out Jalen Hurts in an Eagles team after beating the Niners, yeah, I could see him being the face of the NFL. What, for sure. what
2: did Joe say, the first thing Joe no, said? No, he, he
0: spoke to you. Listen, Key, we're going to get to it all. Thank you, Joe Fortinball, as always. All right, Joe. Is- Thank you, Joe. Keyshawn J. Will and Max Keyshawn, were presented by Max. Progressive Insurance. Thanks, yes, he <laughs> spoke to exactly Key's concerns, nevertheless, disagreed with your conclusion. By
2: the way, Patrick I, I Holmes is it's win not MVP about disagreeing. I'm just saying
3: well. that eight, I just, you two know, time MVP.
0: 888 eight, say ESPN. 888 eight, eight, say ESPN. Would Burrow be the face
1: Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
5: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will. If Joe Burrow beats Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game and then wins the Super Bowl, is he the face of the NFL?
7: For some people, it's going to be tough to rally around, I think, Cincinnati. And the face of Cincinnati is the face of the NFL since they were down for so long. But the way he's turned them around, the cigars, he's affable, the swagger. I mean, that's America, right? Yeah, I could see that.
0: So on the one hand, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We're coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. On the one hand, Key, he agrees with their analysis that, you know, Cincinnati has been down for so long. If you're associated with it, by association, it kind of drags you down a bit. On the other hand, he took that swagger, the cigars and all that stuff that you thought also may turn some people off and thought that maybe that overcomes, actually, the issue of being branded with Cincinnati. Can I tell you guys
3: something? I know you guys aren't on TikTok.
0: You yes, know I am? Look, Jay. <laughs>
3: there you go. Yeah, that, that's a TikTok, 13 seconds right? worth of content. You're good. Uh, I got, Joe Burrow's all over TikTok. Okay. You, I mean, like, I know Pat, Pat Costello sent us a video about, you know, a girl talking about how much they love Joe Burrow. I mean, girls love Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Dudes want to be Joe Burrow. They feel like they want to wear meat coats. I'm talking about all over. So I don't know what the older generation is thinking about. Where
0: is he on social media and TikTok and all that in terms of athletes you know, in America? Most
3: athletes in the country.
0: He's, like, the number one most talked about guy? Yeah. So, see, key that sometimes Madison Avenue could feel a certain way, or the league could feel a certain way, but there could be a tidal wave of support among the people, and that can over that can sweep away. everything. He's
3: everywhere, man,
2: all over it. You, 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 guys are totally missing the point, man. I, I, well, I'm what's tired of talking about. It. You guys are driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you're Why don't you talking say what about you
0: mean. I'm so grumpy. Yeah.
2: Now I'm grumpy. Now you're gonna sell
3: that to the people. Right. See, I didn't See, say that. That's, that's a grumpy know. response. As a brother, I would never, I would never call you
0: that. That's a what? Grumpy is now coded language. <laughs>
2: coded language, Max. You're at it again. Yeah, just, the, look, the, the, damn, the they fact- figured
0: us out. Hold on, I got to call the the White Council, and we got to change <laughs> Stop, some things man. up They're on to us.
2: Jeez, you just made some people go left. Stop it. Yeah. Um, you guys are saying face of the league. Think about, yeah. think about what you're saying. Face of the league. You're not saying. He's going to get marketing opportunities. He's going to have an opportunity to get out in front of people. You're saying face of the league. That means they're taking him and flying him in to conferences to speak to people on behalf of the league. He's going to be a direct TV guy, YouTube guy. Uh, That's what you're saying. And I'm saying not yet. Not yet.
0: Okay, let's see. What if we changed it from face of the league to the biggest thing in football? Right. So now, because the face of the league, I see what you mean. It, what you're, you're saying, like, there's a certain kind of, of official stamp of approval that the Absolutely. league itself pushes you. What if we changed it to the biggest thing in the NFL? Right. He will, if he wins the Super
2: Bowl. He'd be the biggest thing in the national Football right league I see okay in 2024 I, Jay, I understand. Or 2020, 2020 yeah, 24 cuz it's 2023 24. 20, 20, 24. He's talking about three twenty four. Yeah.
0: He's talking about the league office and all of that and all their sponsors saying okay he is our chosen one exactly. as opposed to just the man of the people.
2: That's the face of the league is the chosen one. See, that's think,
3: the I, that's what the face of the league is. Well, I think the face of the league is the man of the people. I I think things have really I, I I think I think the people tell the leagues these days who the face of their league is.
2: Not not in the National Football League, maybe in the NBA, Jay. Yeah. Not in the maybe, National maybe Football right League because the, the world, people now. think think about think about it, man. Lamar Jackson is beloved by everybody the same way Joe Burrow is for his play. The league is he is he have you he won the MVP. Can we like can we find him? No. No. And the people love Lamar Jackson. Yeah, not the people who guy, write checks in Baltimore. But
0: to, if he, if well, not yet. They're getting ready to Bowl, give it to him, but, you he's know.
3: He's been to Super Bowls, man. It's different when you start getting to Super Bowls. Hey, guys, mm-hmm. did, you,
0: did you hear what the Sal Powell said about what the Philadelphia Eagles should get ready to do? But
3: that's blank, though. We already know that. That's a
2: blank check.
0: But he said two fifty, fully guaranteed Guaranteed. to Jalen Hurts. Could you starter? Now let's say he's wrong. Let's say he's wrong. Let's say you know
2: what? I don't think he's wrong. He just ain't gonna tell you where he got it from.
0: Right. But let's say it's two thirty-five. In other words, whatever it is, it's ahead of Deshaun (laughs) Watson. What is Baltimore gonna do then with Burrow and Herbert coming up and, and Hurts getting paid? What is Baltimore gonna do with Lamar? It's a whole other thing. Chris in Houston. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willa ESPN Radio.
1: Yeah, man. You guys, okay, listen. You guys got to listen to Key, man, because Key has played the game. Okay. Mahomes <laughs> is, he's a triathlete. He could actually be
4: a basketball player or baseball player.
3: Uh, uh, but he chose I was football. A triathlete. I don't he chose don't know, football.
4: He chose football. Yeah, he chose football. Not and,
0: football
4: you know, Burrow. Borough's good. He's good. But the way Mahomes flipped the ball, the way he flipped the ball, the way he scrambles, the way he know when to slide, the way he know when to run out of bounds, that's what makes him that guy. And he could even lose the game.
1: He could lose the game. But he's still that guy because he knows when to flip the ball, he knows when to slide, he knows when to run out of bounds. And he could have actually been a baseball player or a football player. I mean, a basketball player. No, and that's what mm, that's, that's exactly. That's that little
6: difference. That's, that, that, that's, that Jay thing. is telling you that could deal. have
0: been a basketball player. He's telling you that. Baseball Jay. player, yes. yes. His dad pitched in the majors. He was a great pitcher in well, high he's school good and all a baseball yeah.
2: player. But, Jay, yeah. same thing, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Shut up, kid. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been a guard, man. Same thing. <laughs> stop it. He could have been, been a guard. So, all Jay all, Will, all Patrick so, Mahomes, same stop, thing. Stop it. All, so, Max and I were talking about that during the break. I was like, yo, Max. Style though ain't no dude come close to and the Mahomes? style that Patrick Mahomes has. Or results. The only thing I will say though is style as it relates to personality ain't no dude coming close to Joe Burrow. Yeah, right yeah Burrow's that dude. No, but it's Patrick different. Mahomes got
2: Patrick Mahomes got a, a certain he doesn't. like yeah one thousand swagger. He got he the voice. The he got field. the hair.
0: Authenticity.
2: Yeah, he got hair commercials and and State Farm and you know all the insurance stuff. He got all that. He got all that, and he played
0: baseball. And he can play basketball. Mahomes, listen, we asked about Burrow. If Mahomes beats Burrow and wins the Super Bowl through five years of his career, through the first five years, he's the undisputed greatest player in the history of football. If you look at what he has done, eyeball test, numbers, accomplishments as an individual and as a team through five years, going to three Super Bowls, one time a pre-snap penalty stopped him, it would have been four – Winning two Super Bowls, two MVPs, putting up all the numbers way ahead of anyone who ever lived. Way ahead of anyone who ever lived, right? But that's what makes the Burrow thing so what,
2: interesting. Was it, is he – I don't know because I don't have it in front of me until you start talking about it just Yo. now. I don't have a memory like
0: that. When
2: did Joe Montana start going to Super Bowls?
0: Early on. But, Key, he was not – Joe, what I, Joe Montana in Joe his day, <laughs> well, you, and I, you and I were alive for this. Joe Montana in his day, he was the guy you wanted, but it, it was kind of like Peyton and Brady. Early on it was like, yeah, man, but Marino, look at that, right? But what I'm saying about Mahomes is he's Marino and Montana. He's the dude you look at and you go, man, he's just better than everyone else, plus he's but getting the results. At, I, but
2: I looked at Montana and said the same thing. He's better than everybody else. Okay, I don't care about his arm being throwing 80 miles an hour. He just
0: was he was like just better than everybody. Right, but else. what if yeah. but what if he did throw 80 miles an hour? That's Mahomes. You see what I mean? It's all of that.
2: Yeah, it's but if if that. I don't need to throw 80, why do I I don't need I'm I'm doing it
3: like and this. And if you want well, There's no doubt that Patrick Mahomes is great. Hey, find out for Joe me Bart Pat Costello.
2: Joe Montana's early success in Super Bowls.
0: 82. You, you and I talked about it. In 82, he beat one. the Bengals. Was that his first or his second?
2: No, his third year in the league, he went to the Super Bowl.
0: Wait.
2: His third third year in the league, he went to the Super Bowl.
0: Which one
3: was in that? In one. God, it's like they all blur together. Max, you you're like in your mid 20s in 80. Well, he flipped the ball. Who's
0: Max? Football. Yeah, That's First mid-term. of all, Key is the oldest person on this show. That's the first. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I but
2: I, I got facially gifted. I don't care about being old.
0: I'm better than that. I get, I, I I get better have, looking as this? I get older. Black
2: don't crack. Ain't a wrinkle nowhere on this face. Like and Benjamin once I dye this hair, you're going to think I'm 25. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no problem. None. Tell you all day, I dye my
0: hair. Handsomest person on this show. 888-SAY-ESPN. How confident should Bengals fans be heading into Sunday? <laughs> KJ. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.